Hey, I'm Justin. This is Chaz. Join us as we look back together, but learn to stay present. Come with us as we rise up with hope on the horizon. This is the podcast of Extraordinary Millennial Gentlemen. Okay. So I'm going to kick this off. Uh, Usually you kick this part off, but what have you been consuming lately? I'm, I'm curious, interested to know. I'm sure our listeners are like, yeah, what are these guys doing? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm still getting a steady dose of retro gaming lately. Ooh, nice. Uh, been using a Raspberry Pi retro gaming machine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you mentioned Not that. So what games are the latest go-to? You know, uh, oddly enough, a lot of Zla because... I can just pick them up and start playing them. And yeah. my kids are like, hey, dad, what's that? And I'm not like, avert your eyes or plug your ears. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know one... what's going to happen in this cutscene. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've not played this before. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Shut okay. the TV off, turn the volume down. No. Uh, and my one of my daughters is like really into it. And she's like, dad, how do we get out of this room? I'm like, I don't know. This Let's... is an elementary game, but it's tricksy. Yeah. So uh, some of that, what about you? Any you guys watching anything? I know you had some shows that you were getting through. Yeah, so still watching this. Uh, not as much this last week, but I, I will mention it since you, you uh, brought it up. Um, I believe Meteor Garden, Chinese show. And so that's been fun. I actually found um, just with my history of China and speaking Chinese that I started to almost respond to people in Chinese. And I think I started to dream a little in Chinese, just, just from watching a handful of episodes back to back. So it was kind of interesting, a trip to be like, why am I only thinking about that object in, in Chinese? So that, that part was weird. Um, but yeah, consuming on the, on the game level, um, we still have the original Wii. And that's what we, we sport. So I've been picking up some oldie games, um, super cheap right now, right? I mean, it's super old. So yep. um, uh, the little one over here has been, he's, I mean, maybe maybe too much into it, but I mean, we limit how much we play together, but it's it's kind of our, hey, dad, do you have a break at lunch? Can we play for 20 minutes? And then there you you know, after dinner for another level or two. And so he's huge right now into Four Lego. hours later. Any, yeah, no. exactly. Any of the Lego games. So Lego Star Wait, Wars, yep. Legos, Harry Potter 1 and 2. Uh, we got both the Star Wars ones. And the most recent one we played for quite a bit. And now it's like on pause because I think we, it was like our go-to. Uh, I got Super Smash Bros., and uh, so he'll play that, and he's won some levels, like like full on, like beat me and the other two CPUs. Nice. So it's like oh, so way fun, old school, low low graphics, but like you said, family family friendly games. Yeah, um, so that's fun. Fun entertainment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. The only other recent thing we've done is uh, we're trying to get outside more right the mm -hmm. yeah, get out in nature a bit more so we uh did a small we call it a hike but it was more of a trail walking around here into the, some of the foresty area we saw like a man-made little waterfall that was built like around the mm. war times um just finding some some nature paths uh walking around getting some nice some outside getting some sun stuff like that yeah anything else on your end you know, the other thing I was just going to mention, you're talking about 
walking around, you know, suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. I finished Devil in the White City by Eric Larson, not a sponsor, not doing the book review actually, but um, really fascinating book. Uh, World's Fair mm-hmm. out in Chicago and uh contrasting that and that worldwide event there's no such thing as a world's fair Mm. anymore which is kind of a curious thing maybe for another discussion but uh great book all the things that i enjoy about a good historical nonfiction book yep great level of detail not so much you snooze and um great insights into people's lives I was gleaning things from that book about how I need to shut up and work harder at the projects I have at work because there were people who literally built massive structures of great beauty and great complexity in like three months. Wow. So what's my excuse for thinking that some things I have on my plate need to take a year? <laughs> true. Without going true. in too much but, detail. But uh, much quicker than the Bonhoeffer, I'm assuming. Much, much more flowy. Way more flowage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Something not like a sh- tiny little shred mm-hmm. about spirituality, but 100% into the context of the time. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but just fascinating. You would never look at Chicago the same cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. There you go. We'll yes. leave you on that. Yeah. Well, and, um, mm-hmm. That's one thing not working downtown anymore used to you know i mean daily taking train walking i would walk three blocks uh from central station inward into the city into the you know kind of i don't know if it's the heart of the city but inward and you know those structures are amazing like the the architecture the beauty of the architecture i mean that's one of the reasons i wanted to work downtown and loved going down there was that feel that all that stuff that got built seems like in that time frame uh, or a big, big chunks of it, at least. So yeah, I'll, I'll have to pick that one up and, and, and read about it. Um, Crazy. Yeah. Very cool. Read. Uh, so audience, uh, you know, what are you guys, what are you guys reading? What you guys consume and let us know. Uh, we'll bring it up here on the next shows. Um, so we're going to, we're going to flip topics here. Uh, we are going a little old school today. Old school with school. a K. School. Cool. School. Um, so to kick this this part off, I'm going to mention, uh, again, not a book review week, but we've got some books in our lives that uh, that mention these things. So if anybody's out there has read uh, this book by David Sachs, S-A-X, uh, The Revenge of Analog, uh, the subtitle here, let me, let me pull it up close, Real Things and Why They Matter. Um, interesting part of this yeah. is he goes into you know some social envi- and uh, just what's going on around us of old things coming back so okay. here's my little show and tell right okay one of these things these things are coming back with a vengeance like nice. they are like you go to have you been to barnes and noble lately or, or any no. bookstore no, I mean, not like recent, but maybe before the whole stay at home part, gotcha. there are sections like new drops by Taylor Swift and other artists are now on, out, vinyl. on, on vinyl. 
Wow. Okay. And you, I mean, there's this whole rows, these whole sections, these like $50 turntables, bring them home, play these, play these records. Right? Nice. And um, that's one thing he brings up in the book. There's a few others. I'll just drop some topics here, um, which are interesting. The, the revenge of paper. And, and what he what he goes into by that is journaling. Man, is, journaling yeah, is a big, journaling big is taking thing right off. now. Yeah. And everybody thought the schools would get overthrown by these digital books. books. No more textbooks, no more notebooks, no more. But there's studies showing like our brains like paper. And so there's this revenge of this paper hype. And right. And we thought all these brick and mortar bookstores would be gone. And they're not. Right. And so that's sticking around. Um, Polaroids um, are kind of, you know, coming back. Uh, so he goes into vinyls. He goes, you know, paper. Those, those I'd say the top three. There's a, a handful others, um, but that's kind of looking back to say, like, what are these things coming back that are that are coming now? And one of the interesting parts was, we now can basically get any, you know, back to the record. We can get any song we want on our phone almost instantaneously. Yep, yeah, we can. What, what has been lost in that is that experience of playing music. Oh, I agree. You can always play it. It's super. So people that have never touched or have never even been around grandparents that even have records anymore. Right. So there's this whole generation that has never experienced that. And now it's this, I can go sit down. I can play a really clean, clean record on a really nice system in my house and sit there and actually experience it. And so it's that physical tactile, all these things coming back. So, so that's getting us primed a little bit for, for some yeah. of this nostalgic, you know, looking back stuff. Number one question yeah. for me, for us to to think through, is why does it seem like our generation, and I'll use the word nostalgia, yeah, and I don't mean that in like a commercial sense. I mean it in like a another way of saying it, which is, why do you think our generation as millennials are so keen and so have this propensity for looking back. Why do you think that is? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, theory. I wonder if it's because of the rate of change. That's a great point. I'm I was going to say something similar, but I want to hear what your what your thoughts yeah, are. I mean, on and that. this I've not heard. You know, I don't. Uh, this is just on the fly, off the top of my head. But I'm thinking like the rate of change has been so quick yep. that we haven't had the opportunity to. You know, say the previous generation, right? There, there's the technology curve is like ramping up like exponentially here, like you know the hockey stick. And previous generations were on much slower slope there, right? I mean, just even in, in my lifetime, like a home PC, that was just starting to happen. Like they were yeah. three, four thousand dollars. We had one when I was in like junior junior high, yeah, and super expensive, super slow, right? Two megs of RAM or something, right? And people are just going to laugh when they hear that. It's like, that's crazy. I mean, you used to, you, you used the floppy drives because there was more storage on floppy drives than your hard drive. And, and we went from that to where we are. And sure, older generations, right? The horse and buggy to car. Okay, okay cars are still around, but I think we're, we're on such a steep trajectory. It's like, oh, I miss that because that was like three years of my life and then it was gone. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, CDs, DVDs, they're round and then they're gone. And so, you know, just quick change. That's a great point. Really similar to that, what you got me thinking is that our generation 
probably relishes the things that were slower to take over because we seem to be in like a constant sequence of adaptation right and things do stick right smartphones stick yep um but then there's aspects of smartphones the way that the commercialization and retail model of release a new whatever whether you're an android person or an apple person release a new model every eight months right from that retail perspective so these incremental i wouldn't say they're world changing but they're incremental releases of technology in such a way that i feel like the commercialization of technology and it's wide availability trust me it's a huge blessing but the wide availability of technology and the commercialization of it to feed the masses, right? It's that that uh, automatic stimulus we're looking for as much quick fix as we can. Right. And I think that companies like to keep us all in this cool factor of early adaptation where you mentioned it when you mentioned PCs coming to homes in the 90s, basically. Right. Um, The early adaptation there was limited for the average family because of the cost of the technology. And that's, that's been the case for decades, but not so much in our generation. Um, It seems like the, you know, cost of testing, development, raw materials, widely available technology, and then release. And maybe it's because we're a very wealthy society and, you know, we have lots of uh, financial capabilities. Most statistics say we're we're not, maybe we think we are, but (laughs) early adaptation. So I agree with you, man, when there's a constant revolving door of the Mm -hmm. new thing, there's something stable and refreshing and and sentimental even yeah. about things that were not from that age and yet somehow take you back to a slower time maybe yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i think so um let's let's listen to this oldie here to take a short break but uh Slow things down a little bit. Just relax. Man. For those who don't know, Radiohead, Fake Plastic Trees. Check it out. Yeah. Some good old stuff. Incredible. Chorus is great, but it'll take too long to get there. Okay. Simplicity, man. Yeah. Simplicity. Can I say one thing that I feel like makes our generation nostalgic? It goes back to something you were saying before about vinyl as well and listening experience, sound experience. When it's artificially engineered, Mm -hmm. when the music is overproduced, when the drums are completely electronic or backed up, um, so that they're literally 
no imperfections in the track. Yep. It's not the same listening experience. I'm sorry, but <laughs> the yep. emotion isn't there. The tension of a song isn't there. The the passion of the song mm-hmm. is not quite there. I think a great example is what you just played, right? You've got, for the most part, that recording, you've got band members, but you've got one person and an acoustic. Yep. And yeah. a mic. Very simple. I mean, those are very simple. Yeah. Don't do that. I mean, we kind of went, we went digital and we went a little digital overboard. And that's why I think, yes. you know, this, this revenge of analog is, is, is meaning something there. So yeah. Good stuff. So let me, let me take everybody back on that note of music, digital, digital versus analog. Yeah. Does anybody remember, I'm painting you guys a picture, doing something like this. I'm up in my room. It's some point in the 90s. I have a boom box of sorts. It's a tape player, mm-hmm. but it tunes the radio. You got to pull the antenna up, right? Um, I never did this, but that particular radio probably took like six D batteries. Mm-hmm. If I ever did want to go like take it <laughs> yeah. outside and yeah. not plug it in. Right. Which is was a, which was a fortune. <laughs> Batteries yeah, oh, yeah. never did it. No way. It's so super heavy. And then I've got a small recording cassette player with mm-hmm. a really small external speaker. And I take my radio, no D batteries, but I take my radio, and I take my smaller tape recorder, and I've got a blank tape mm-hmm. in that tape recorder. And I'm listening to the radio and I'm doing homework. And when the song comes on that I want to hear, I hurry and hit the record button <laughs> on my small tape player. Oh, yeah. I'm recording the radio mm-hmm. so that oh, I have man. music. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember doing that. I'd done that. Um, I've done it both with like the, the small handheld. And then I think maybe a unit one year I got had it built like the tape and the CD and the radio were all in. And maybe you could record at the same time. I don't, I don't remember, but I just remember recording off the radio. This is pre-internet. I'll throw that out there. Yep. Right. Radio. So what's your connection with music? Well, do your parents have music in the form of vinyl or albums or tapes and maybe in you know after a certain period cds again pcs personal computers opened up a world of music well and even dial up how many of you out there i mean i'm just thinking me i don't listen to the radio anymore i don't know if others do but i mean you've got well, satellite radio account phone. i'm just kidding got the apps <laughs> or yeah silence i i do that quite often um you got your radio you got your apps you got you know what spotify you've got uh what are some of the other ones uh Pandora. listen to satellite radio as well oh yeah you got satellite and yep. podcasts i mean you got so many podcasts let's do like this one uh <laughs> subscribe it's subscribe give us a thumbs up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, there's yeah. two, it's all, there's too many options now. It's like, it used to be hard to get a hold of it. And now there's so many options that 
you know, I'll like flip through the radio. And if there's a commercial mm-hmm. on, I'm like, next, 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 next. Okay, turn it off because I couldn't find what I like. You know, but let me tell you in that about 30 seconds. That you just hit it though. For me, you yeah. just nailed it. They're not playing what I like. Mm, yeah. And what I like is so eclectic. And mm. for the most part, in the moment or in the hour or in the period of time, some something. Yeah. That I go back to laying on the floor doing homework in my room mm-hmm. as a kid and going, oh, that's the song I want to record. Mm-hmm. And hitting play and record at the same time. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it, my so it, here's a flashback. A this is way before us millennials. Uh, but I do remember as a, as a young kid, and I think the older generation has a little bit of experience with this as well. Your parent, you know, our parents, that, that era, they did that for TV. They recorded TV on VCRs. Yeah. I remember tons of recorded videos that we would watch because they were on, you know, late night family TV and that's right, man. And they, they popped in the blank tape the, and record, the record button. I don't want to go out and pay $25 for that new VC, you know, that, that new tape when hey, it's on tonight, it's premium special. I'll get, you know, and they would pause for all the commercials. It was commercial. Yeah. Premium. Like, so I vaguely remember some of those those details. So I think it yeah. goes back a generation. I think it morphed into that for us for tapes. And then eventually, right? So, and then you would burn your own. You'd get so many MP3s. Oh, burn your own discs. Like you burn so many discs. CDs. Holy cow! Dude. Uh, I was on Napster before Napster was like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Limited mm-hmm. and overly commercial. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and for everybody out there, I wasn't like twenty something. I was a teenager, younger. Mm-hmm. Riding that wave of Napster. <laughs> I'll tell you the other thing, though, before yeah. the FBI come and, like, raid my house because <laughs> yeah. I have some burned CDs. Wasn't that, like, a legend for everybody growing oh, up? Oh, or was yeah. like, man, did you hear about the dude down the street? Or, yeah, there was a freshman last year. He's in jail right now. Fine, man. Yeah. <laughs> going to pay it. He's, like, in jail. He showed up. So, anyway, but I, I can tell for everybody out there, uh, I was in St. Louis when I was a teenager, lived there for about five years, and there's a spot I used to go to that was, had some tapes, but it had CDs for miles and miles and miles and miles. And they would sell used. It was your typical used record, used yeah. CD, used yeah. music shop, used game. Mm-hmm. And it was just a local you know, person who owned and ran this store. And even though there was Napster and even though there was disc burning and those technologies, yep. still went and bought CDs, mm-hmm. right? I, I still oh. did. So this, this is, I mean, they made it super easy where you can almost, you know, borrow, borrow a CD from a friend, right? Pop it in, you hit the button on the software, it does its whole thing and then it kicks it out, says, okay, insert blank CD, right? You would copy yeah, that. Right, right. And, just think about how, when we sat there and would watch that, we I would watch the bars. I'm like, when is this going to be done? Right? Yeah, how many bars, progress, bar. go, progress bars have we sat there and just watched, Dude. like waiting? Because I've got a stack of 10 and I yeah. told him I'd have them back to him, but school tomorrow and I'm up late, burn it, you know. Anyway, yeah, that, that was, well, so, okay, jump fast forward to today. When's the last yep. time you burned a CD? Like, do you even you know have what? some, you're the new laptop, don't have CD drives anymore. 
They're full disclosure, um, I work with a lot of government customers for work, mm, yeah, and they often want a hard disk, meaning a CD or DVD copy of Blueprints. Oh, uh, okay. And they won't take USB drives. No, 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 no. That that's that's a major that's federal no, government no no mm. for cybersecurity, right? Handing okay. around random. Yes. Di- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what you're paying. USBs. Corporate America, corporate America is getting a lot better about that too. They're yeah, not yeah. really hmm. handing that stuff around. But anyway, um, yeah. I I had to buy a a uh, a external, external? <laughs> DVD drive oh, snap. and i was like i guess i need to buy one of these and then i'm like is this plug and play do i need to download some drivers on my tablet do i need to uh revert this to run as windows right. 95 but back to your question <laughs> yeah <laughs> goodbye so back to the question and uh yeah uh, outside of that which is a yeah. really rare instance um no man no yeah. way yeah. Can I, right. can I give you guys a, you know, I talked earlier about something I've been consuming this week and as far as some retro games, I can remember sitting in my buddy's room playing original Xbox, mm-hmm. original PlayStation. Yep. Um, even when we would play Sega Genesis and we'd go on a Friday night, if we had a sleepover or yep. we were staying at somebody's house, it was like, Okay, we're going to stay at Andrew's house and we're going to go by the video store and we're going to be able to rent two games. Oh, yeah, man. It's like if you're going to rent two games, you're not going to go to sleep that night. No. It was not happening. No matter what games they were. Oh, yeah. You got more than one, it's over. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, so. That's when um, Blockbuster was still around. Blockbuster was around. Absolutely. Hollywood video. Yeah. I mean, family video, I guess. Yeah, depending regionally where you guys all were but blockbuster was everywhere mm-hmm. um but we i mean we go to local places that again somebody would just buy all those copies mm-hmm. and it was like not blockbuster it was like in a strip mall right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and we'd rent a game for like two bucks a night mm-hmm. um but well i guess what i'm getting at is i can remember being a kid and playing those games and just like thinking to myself and talking to my buddies like in the future they should take the licenses for all these games and they should just compile them all <laughs> and just like this have this like master set of games and that way you could just have all your favorite games it'd be incredible right no, and i've got like itty bitty raspberry Pi. yes oh, yes yeah. that's exactly what i'm getting at but i think getting back to mm-hmm. you know why why do we look back so fondly it's because mm-hmm. it wasn't a time of cur- constant adaptation throw away the old here's the next it's yep. incremental yep uh here's the next here's the next here's the next here's the next you need this here's the next here's the next i also think there was something that was more exciting about discovery yeah. Uh, and use of technology and devices and gadgets because social media wasn't around to go ahead and give you a heads up like, oh, here's a good review. Hey, everybody loves this. You'll love it too. Oh, yeah. like, well, I want to be like reviews. everybody else. So, I mean, come on, yeah. let's be frank. 
everybody who's listening to this has read reviews, product reviews, movie reviews, mm -hmm. game reviews, music reviews probably, and then allowed those reviews to affect your decision on how much you like something or whether you're going to adapt to something or not. Right. Right. It used to not exist for better, for worse. And so I felt like there was more of this experience of discovery and more, I think putting emphasis on things you experience for the first time. And it's yours. It's nobody mm -hmm. else's, even though that's not, the way it was we're talking right. about stuff things mm -hmm. but the experience was different yeah yeah i agree yeah man very acoustic just not in a hurry they're not trying to hurry and get to a punchline to satisfy people, get to a chorus, right. you know? Yeah, much more about the music than the hooky. It's all about the hook. It's all about the beat. Yeah. It's all about the lately versus. The lately. I like that, man. That's a good way of putting it. Oh, another big trend my wife jokes about is that like snap, clap, pop. Like it's in everything. Yeah. You can, it you can snap and clap like uh, it's, it's too it's too all over the place it is turning us into robots clapping robots monkey with symbols <laughs> all right street <gasps> that's uh, street spirit radiohead all right good yeah, stuff man. all right what do you got for us hey i i have got a mentor moment that's about history and about looking back everybody's heard this it's a cliche quote but i'm gonna go there because i think there's wisdom in it so mentor moment quote don't know who to to, to attribute this to mm -hmm. maybe audience out there you guys know yeah let us comment, know. let us know quote is those who do not learn from history are bound to repeat it mm -hmm. so what does that have to do with mentor moment well we're talking about nostalgia it is so important as a leader to look back. It's really, really important. Um, this past week, I have been nostalgic at work um, in that I've been thinking back in my career and looking back in my career at times where I actually learned wisdom and, and find, I find it interesting to find new opportunities to apply things that mm -hmm. I've already experienced. Yeah. Um, the other side of that to me is kind of a warning, which is be really careful because if you don't look back and reflect on things, especially in history, maybe outside of our lifetime even, um, because if we assume we're just the greatest, the smartest that's ever been, either as a society, as an organization, or as a leader, that that that's that's a, a very prideful stance that's bound for a fall. That is hubris at its peak. You will become every single main character in Shakespeare that ends up either dead or in jail. 
right? Repeat. That's right. <laughs> Rinse, repeat. I know better. We know happen. better. Yeah. We're the smartest. Oh, those foolish fill in the blanks, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Those foolish parents, grandparents. Um, yeah. So I don't know. What, what do you feel like looking back does for you as a leader or somebody who's trying to lead? Yeah, I, I'm going to take, hopefully this comes out right. But um, I think at times in the past, we've learned some really important things, right? It, we've learned some great lessons and, and hopefully you have some records on that. So, so when I think looking back history for yourself, your own history, like you were, you had some great inspiration. You had some great moments before where you had learned some stuff and, you know, maybe you're getting cabin fever, you're getting in the same routine too much and, and, and you get tunnel vision. You're only focused on this. I'm only focused on work. And for me, for the, you know, past long while, it was just school, school, family, you know, and you get the blinders on and, and you're kind of like, I forgot about this old me or this old world around me or these things I used to do or this lesson I learned. And I think you can look back at some of, if you've been journaling or keeping notebooks or anything like that, or even just thinking back, like you may be facing problems again that you've already addressed and solved, but forgot, like it circled around back to you. So I think there's a lot of study yourself. And I've heard this from other people. um, But look back to yourself for some of those things, not to to not only maybe avoid some things, but refresh yourself or, or, you know, and and you may be surprised at what you found back in there in those time periods where you're like, wow, man, like that old me, like, I guess he figured that out. Like, that's cool. Cause I don't Huge. feel like I'm there anymore or, you know, things like that. So I think, um, whatever records you have of, of that, yeah. you know, photos, whatever, just kind of go back to those days. Think about, think about some of those things and what insights you might be able to gain from your, from yourself. That's powerful jazz. I completely agree. I think a challenge I'd probably give everybody uh, is to think back through some real hardships that you've had mm-hmm. yep. and recall that you made it through it. Maybe you got yep. real beat up, bloodied, metaphorically, physically, whatever, through it. But everybody needs to remember that they've done hard things and they've been through tough things. And that is going to fortify you and better prepare you because guess what? More hard things are coming, right? Yeah. Difficulty right. is right around the corner. Uh, whether that's voluntary, typically involuntary. Hardship's coming. Mm-hmm. It's part of the, the means to keep on to hope is to, you know, look back in wisdom. Yeah. So I agree with you, man, 100%. Look to your own experience. Uh, absolutely look to the experience of other uh, others. And that's why I find a lot, I think, in studying about history and individuals in history famous or not yeah um, but impactful lives i find a lot of a lot of wisdom yeah i think uh, with what you're saying i mean people can be in various situations right now and have had previous very experience i know for myself when i when i read about those other people you're talking about i get i get motivated but mm-hmm. when i look back and and re kind of live or think through experiences i've had then i feel more empowered 
right? I think there's yeah. a level of confidence, hope, and faith that comes with um, tying things to yourself or, or experiences of close family friends that you know about, those types yeah. of things you can learn through those. You definitely can learn. Relating, through these relate to history. Yeah. It's way more relatable yeah. and definitely learn, learn through those other people as well. I think that's, I think that's great. It's great, man. So everybody take the challenge on this week to look back through your own life. Like Chess said, fortify yourself through your own experience and have the humility that'll bring about the wisdom in your life by mm -hmm. being willing to admit that other people may have had it worse. Other people may have learned something uh, that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And let's just be really, really careful when we as individuals, organization, society, yep. uh, walk about with an air that we just know more. We just have greater intelligence. We're on a higher plane. Technology aside, technology is amazing. Yep. I would say technology primarily provides convenience more than anything else. Right. So we're the most uh, convenience dependent generation how about that anyway all right i'm getting philosophical but yeah what do you guys think audience everybody out there chime in send us your thoughts yeah um you know how have experiences how has history made you more hopeful made you better prepared for the future and if you can't answer that question uh pretty quickly it's probably time to start checking out this podcast more and asking some of your friends more about their histories and their experience and look at the man in the mirror yeah. or the woman. Right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, anything else you're nostalgic about, let us know. It'd be great to, great to hear what everybody else is uh, consuming, nostalgic, everything. So great. Thanks for listening. Time to make a change. Yeah. We queued it five minutes ago. Everybody it's been playing this whole time. This is good stuff. It's in the background. That little I mean, talk about going back in time nostalgic. I mean, this is everybody, make it a great week. I hope you guys all enjoyed. Take some time this week. Slow down a little bit. Look back. Conversation's not over, good sir. I think we're going to talk more about nostalgia. It speaks to our generation. It speaks to me. Yeah. I think we have a lot more to learn from each it's other about that. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what topics you want to talk about. Let us know. We'll, <laughs> we'll add them to the list. And we're going to do that by looking at the man in the mirror first. That's right. So, I'm gonna ask him to change his or her ways. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, you could totally look in the back, the man in the mirror, right? That's mm. looking at yourself in history. That's reading your journal, people. Whoa, whoa. I think I just got into like a weird interstellar, interdimensional. Yeah. That's right. Thought with that. That just happened. <laughs> How do you get the man in the mirror to get out of the mirror? He's in the mirror. What about the people on the walls? Oh my gosh, next podcast. People that live in the walls. Okay.
Hey, thanks for spending some time with us today. Uh, hope you find hope and joy throughout this upcoming week. If you've liked this podcast, please hit the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, and we'll see you next week.